Hey guys, this is the Writing Bar Podcast, and I'm your girl, Maya Kay, 15-time author, writing coach, speaker, and educator. Listen, I love all things Philly cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteak, okay, and I am Naila, 10, soon-to-be-11-time published author, book coach, and book editor, and I love all things red velvet. And that is my favorite cake. Listen, guys, if you are tired of listen, listening to podcasts that don't give you the tools, the resources, the gems, and the pointers that you desire to help you build your writing lane, you've come to the right place, because this season, we are talking all things build your writing lane, so look no further. And we are very excited. So tune in every Saturday. And if you're not tuning in or when you're not tuning in, join us on social media at The Writing Bar Podcast. Okay, here's the episode. Welcome back to the Writing Bar Podcast. I am your co-host, Naila, and we also have your co-host, Maya, Sugar Maya K, guys, what's going on? Hey, hey, and we are back with episode number six. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you've been waiting for. This is going to be talking about the money. Yes. The Three coins. Where the money resides. <laughs> <laughs> what is he, by the way? <laughs> Yes, we're talking about ways to monetize a book, specifically three ways you can monetize your book. Um, and this is very special for us because we know that in order to have a business, business, excuse me, you have to make the monies. Yeah. So we want to make sure we give you practical tips on how to um, not only monetize your book, but really build your book business. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So number one or point number one um, I want to talk about vending, like local events. Maya, I want to ask you a question first. When did you start vending or do you believe in becoming a vendor? You mean like going to someone who has like something set up and like paying to be a vendor? Mm-hmm. I actually have only done vending maybe once or twice. One okay. time, one time my mom did it for me when I was in Korea. Shout out to mom hey. um, with, my, with my very first book. Um, and there was another time, I think it was at a flea market, I think. Okay. Um, so for me, I haven't done a lot of vending, but I, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's a great idea. I just think it depends on where you live and the opportunities. Gotcha. And I'm glad she brought that out because I want to talk about um, becoming a vendor at local events because I feel like this is like low hanging fruit. Along with what Maya said, uh, with what she said, rather, it depends on where you live, but really consider taking your book to these local events and conferences, um, even church functions. Like, let's be yeah. real here and really promoting your book and monetizing your book that way. You'd be surprised how many people in your community want to support you. For example, I when I tell you I was hitting it hard like 2018 <laughs> and 19 I was in these Compton streets uh, as you know I'm from Compton if you've listened to episode one or two uh, born and raised so I went back home and I'm like yo I'm from here yeah. <laughs> you know I'm always giving back etc and I want to really have these books be a staple in the community and public libraries and also like in schools in the Compton area but I need your support first so while I'm here you know why don't you buy the book please and check it out see if it fits um, and maybe we can see about getting it into colleges colleges etc but the point is I started home I started 
at local events. I made sure I went to like meetup.com. I was on social media. I was meeting people around the way. I was um, asking people on Facebook, like, you know, do you have any upcoming events? I was really putting in the work to make sure that my books were being sold. But that hard work and that effort was really backed by my community. So I want to just encourage you to look around. Before you look up and before you look to others, just look around. There are people in your hometown who are waiting to support you. So if you're looking about, or looking for ways to monetize the book, I want to say becoming a vendor is so over or underrated rather. And it's really something that um, I feel like you should consider. Yeah. Yeah. And just make sure you're being, you know, I know it may sound like a little challenging right now because we were in a pandemic, right? So that is things true. have mm-hmm. shifted. But to Nayla's point, and, and I was laughing when you were talking because I was like, Nayla was Maya <laughs> before Maya old girlfriends when she was on Crenshaw Boulevard selling her book. She I'm was the truck of the car. right. That was me being willfully. I popped that truck open in a heartbeat, okay? Mm-hmm. But um, just want to encourage you guys that even in the midst of what's going on in the world, there are still opportunities out there for you. For example, if you're in Philadelphia, Willow Grove Mall, there's this company called Philly Shared. And it's really cool. They were just on the news and they opened up this uh, space, this store in Willow Grove Mall. It's one of a, a pretty popular mall, like right outside of Philly. And um, they allow you to put your books or whatever in for consignment or like put in your mm-hmm. products. So, mm-hmm. Excuse me. So even if you can't find a lot of vending opportunities, there may be um, someone in your local mall who has a store that will allow you to use like consignment space and they allow you to come in on Saturdays, this particular one, to vend a table. So mm. it's pretty dope. You just have to be unique in finding ways to really get yourself out there. To Nyla's point. Yes. And before you go on to your point, Maya, I want to also add that um, vending opportunities are vending period. It can really help you see who's out there in your space. You know what I mean? It can help you be in touch with more of your uh, of the industry leaders like in your yeah. network and really connect you to people that, uh, you know, they know what's popping in your neighborhood. So um, being out and about is it's sort of like a networking hack, if you will. Everybody is there for the same purpose. They're there to push their product. Let's call it what it is. And when you know that you're there for the same purpose, it's like, okay, now that we have the base of the foundation, we don't have to go into a lot of, so what do you do? Um, you know, what is your business? I see yeah. what you do. I see what you sell. You know, I see what your book is about. So it really um, helps you build upon a networking hack, if you will, especially if you're an introvert. It really helps you get the, the fluff out of the way and really focus on... Um, building the business relationship and it's a great way to really connect you to those who know others who can help you progress so yes just think of vending as a way to network in your local surroundings yeah that's really good uh so for me i think the one thing that i think about when i think about books is we think of our book as like that one thing that we have but i always say like your book doesn't have to just sit around on the shelf collecting dust right you have to put your book in motion and so my point is to create additional content and to sell it and i think this is so key because some of you have books especially for my nonfiction writers out there where you can actually create workbooks or worksheets and audio teachings okay Okay. This is so mm. key because mm-hmm. sometimes 
people will tell you i've had people say to me my i love reading but your books aren't audio yet right so your book could be an audio books turning your book into an audio book is not cheap right so if you're mm-hmm. at the stage where maybe you have your 200 page book on whatever your niche is whatever you're teaching people it would be great if they could go to the website your website and actually click on the audio teaching for 4.99 and you might end up they might end up saying oh this 30 minute teaching now i'm gonna go buy the book mm-hmm. you know and then with worksheets and workbooks they're usually i would say worksheets before workbooks because i get it you may not want to put all this energy into writing another book but if you have worksheets that go with your book people are going crazy on etsy over right. four four to six page like packets for 8.99 and so you just have to be very unique and creative and what that worksheet would look like so for instance if you are, uh, say, we'll use the vegan example that I've been using the whole time. By the way, I am not vegan, but just throwing it out there. Um, like if someone is vegan, maybe you want to create like a, a vegan tracker for how to uh, take out certain things so you can become vegan. What Week one, take out chicken. Week two. And you could create like a sheet, a couple of sheets or some type of like fitness tracker or a health tracker and sell it for $8.99 on Etsy. And this is all will direct people back to your book. Say, want more? Want more? Mm-hmm. You know, so worksheets, audio teachings, workbooks, these are all ways to monetize your book and to create, like, keep the content going and to make sure that you're recycling your content. That's you know, because there may be some people on Etsy that'll click that and they may never buy the book, but at least you're monetizing your book. So you got to think outside the, the book yeah, itself. Yes. Um, and thinking outside of the book, it makes me think about just expanding your influence. And I talk about this in my book, Bookfluence, um, four core ways to expand your influence, meaning basically monetizing your book, monetizing your message. And one of those deals with speaking. Yep. And I feel like that is something that authors shy away from sometimes because it's like, well, I wrote the book. So if you really want to know the message, message, then you'll read the book. And it's like, well, sure. But some people also want to hear you speak or they want to uh, maybe listen to your podcast. Hint, hint. Or they want to, you know, uh, come to your presentation or see you at some type of live event. You know, speaking has different forms. One in particular that I speak about is a signature talk. So if you have a book, that framework in your book can be similar, if not the same framework that's in your signature talk. Let's say you're going to a college or a university or maybe a corporation or maybe even a church and you want to talk about the topic that um, it is within your book or your book's topic. Yo, I tell you, I tell you the framework the framework that is in your book is going to translate so beautifully beautifully into your speaking engagements. So when you're thinking of monetizing your book, think of speaking as well. And don't just think of one form of speaking. Think of ways that you can really get your message across um, on different platforms. Yeah. Um, so both Niall and I are going to touch on the speaking thing because we both believe this is so important. And so one of the things I would say to you is to make sure that you're being unique, even in your speaking opportunities. Sometimes people, you know, I get it. You want people to reach out to you or you send in your media kit or your one, um, your sell sheet, which is the one pager. You'll do things like that and you might not get any bites. So don't sit around and wait. Start your YouTube page. Start your YouTube channel. Yeah. 
them snippets of what they would get. You know, mm-hmm. I've had different things from my podcast and my YouTube where I speak for 25 minutes and I'm like, wow, that was really powerful. And if you just keep on creating content, I know it can be tiring sometimes, especially if you don't see like the coins rolling in right away. But the point mm-hmm. is, you never know who's going to see that video. So mm-hmm. don't just wait on speaking opportunities or even wait for them to call you back if you've sent them everything you should and follow up, you know, every two weeks or whatever the case may be. But start your own speaking routine, start your own speaking career so that people can know what they're getting a taste of. So as you're building your media kit, you can add the links to, hey, here's this my signature talk here. I even encourage you to Nihilus Point of recording your signature talk, you know, get That's your ring good. light, get mm-hmm. your ring light, your nice background with some makeup on or whatever. And for my fellas, you can get it popping too. And, mm-hmm. you know, go out there and don't just, because it's so important for you not to just sit uh, your videos and your content on Instagram and TikTok. If they go down today or tomorrow, you know, they, it's, it's happened. It's happened a few or times. Or if you get hacked. Hello, yeah. <laughs> I was hacked. And when I tell you, I'm still bitter about it. Right. If you get mm-hmm. hacked, anything can happen. Now, even though YouTube doesn't belong to you either, here's the thing. Most of us recorded those videos on our phones or on something. So we have access to the video, even right. if, you know, something happens. So I encourage you to just make sure you're also creating a speaking portfolio while you're waiting for people to get back to you or you're trying to put yourself out there. Yeah, that's good. Um, and if you are just diehard social media, um, are a diehard social media fan, if you must go live, yeah, go live and really talk about topics in your book. A strategy that my coach taught me was each chapter in your book. And we even talked about this, Maya, in a previous podcast. Each chapter in your book can be a separate life. Yeah. So, for example, chapter one, you can talk about it on week one. <laughs> chapter two, you can talk about it on week two. Chapter three, you know, so forth and so on. And you can create like a playlist. I think they have something like that, right? An IG, IG playlist or something to the effect. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, something where you can gather them together depending on the theme of your lives and then you can also direct people there if you're comfortable with only going live on social media but you want people to know that you are a speaker or that you speak on your topics and you say hey why don't you go to my IG page go to the videos and check out my playlist on I don't know uh aspiring authorship or something like that you know what I mean you can still hold that content there or you can still use the live method as a speaking opportunity this is not only for book businesses and for businesses to know that you um, are skilled in your topic and to like present you as an authority, but this is also for you to practice. So yeah. before you get to the big stages, you can use your lives as practice. You know, how are you interacting with your audience? What topics are landing? <laughs> Which topics are not? Yeah. You know, all of that stuff matters. And if you must go on social media, Use I or use the lives, whether it's IG or I think Twitter. Does Twitter have live? I think you can go live if you use like a third party platform, but you know, you can still use um, the social platforms for speaking. Yeah, you can. And before we kind of slide into our commercial break, I do want to say for my fiction writers out there, this works for you as well. I know sometimes when you're writing fiction, you wonder, like, what can I do? One of the the strategies that I even use um, as a coach is teaching people how to pull out those nonfiction topics in your fiction, you know, your book. Because like, for instance, Storms of Love, you know, Ellie and Jeremiah both are in therapy. And so that's a big thing now. Right. And so 
for example, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it is important for people to go and get the healing they need. And so I talk about healing quite a bit in therapy, um, and I even do it just when I'm talking either on my uh, former podcast or if I'm on my YouTube now. So it's important for you to be able to, like, don't make excuses with this. You can definitely extrapolate some really great content, some nonfiction content, um, even talking about Christian love. So many young girls that I'm coming across now, they're desperate for love. And I'm like, mm. yo, sis, wait on God. Like, you know, so that's a real topic like yes the book is fiction but romance is a real thing young mm-hmm. girls are dating the wrong guys just because they're desperate for love so me speaking on that and telling them how look I'm 38 I'm waiting you know it's like you can definitely pull these non-fiction topics so I don't want any of you fiction you know writers to get discouraged it's definitely ways for you to if you can go through your book and find five to ten things then you definitely can create some great content and you know speaking engagements from that so i totally agree totally agree so with that listen guys so just because we're talking about uh, monetizing your book we think it's a great idea for us to share with you some of our coaching programs and how we get down and dirty in the coaching room where we have our clients and so i just want you guys to know if you head on over to girlsanthem.biz that is g-i-r-l-s-a-n-t-h-e-m dot biz not net org or com it is biz b-i-z and i have three coaching packages available now the thing is you do have to submit an application to work with me why because i only accept four clients a month um, and that is because my programs are very intense but they're very detailed and so i have three different book coaching options you have the five hour package which is the basics you got your 10 hour level up package and then you got your 20 hour beast mode package okay so When you go to the website, you'll be taken to an application. It's very thorough, and I'll get back to you within 48 hours. But the benefit of working with me is because I have so much experience on both sides. You know, I've collaborated with two celebrity personalities, so I've written memoirs, I've written nonfiction, as well as fiction, and I just have a, a world of experience when it comes to branding. I can get you there quicker. You either want to walk to your destination or you want to drive with <laughs> someone who can actually take you there and get you there. And it's not about getting there fast but it is about getting there trying to make as minimal mistakes as possible and so linking up with a coach is everything so again to work with your girl Maya K that is girlsanthem.biz g-i-r-l-s-a-n-t-h-e-m dot b-i-z all right and speaking of book coaching we also have um the book to influence book coaching program and this is for my industry professionals out there my service-based business owners i am really calling out to you because i want you to package your expertise into a manuscript so stop working with your hands for a season um, (laughs) if you choose to and really give your body a rest and make your words work for you Mm -hmm. and if you would like to know how to do that go ahead and sign up on my website at nharv.com slash book coaching this is a three-month book coaching program to really jumpstart um, the book coaching or the book writing journey. And let me tell you, my clients start with an idea. By the end of the three months, they have a completed manuscript, and that can be your story too. So again, sign up on my website at nharv.com slash book coaching. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about multiple platforms. When we're thinking of monetizing your book or monetizing a book, 
the first thing that comes to mind for most people is, oh, is your book on Amazon? Right, yeah. Maya? Do you yep. get that a lot? Yep. Like, is your book on time. Amazon? Mm-hmm. And my thing is, Amazon is great, but there are so many other publishing companies and just publishing platforms. So if I can give you a last nugget with ways to monetize your book, I would say to publish your book on multiple platforms. This has served me so well in the past. I really tried to give you guys advice based on my failures (laughs) and my successes. So um, I remember a season or a particular book rather where it was only on Amazon, right? So I was like, no, my book will only be published on Amazon, not my website, um, not Barnes & Noble, not anywhere else because I want to be exclusive to this publishing platform as if they paid me money. (laughs) It's like, girl, this is not even yours. In any case, um, you know, I'm feeding my audience this, like, you know, buy the book on Amazon when it comes out, da-da-da-da. Let me tell y'all something. Four days before it comes out, Amazon was like, you know what? Actually, we don't like this book. So we're going to give you all kind of complications and make it girl. And it was like, what? I had so much trouble with the formatting of that book. To I was so discouraged. I was like, you know what? Take it off. I don't want to even upload it to Amazon KDP. Just take it off. And what happened was I ended up publishing the book on my personal website and I got way more sales that way. Mm. Now, later on, I went to publish it on Amazon as well because I wanted to reach people, you know, who may be from other countries and things like that, who may not know me. So they may have found me just through recommendations on Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. But the point of the story is, if it had not been for the mindset of publishing my manuscript and my work on multiple platforms, I would have lost out not only on money, but on impacts because the people who bought the book on my website were like, oh, this is great. It's like, oh, I understand you wanted it to be on Amazon, but I still read it. So what's the big deal? And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like the the worry that comes from trying to just stick to one thing can really be solved if you just just be more uh, mindful of other options. There are, op- there are options out there for you guys so just be mindful that you can publish your book on amazon you can publish your book um on barnes and noble etc by way of ingram spark you can also publish your book directly on your website so just know that you have options yep and also just using like gumroad um before i get into my last point like using gumroad is an option as well and the other thing i would say too is like these all these platforms have rules um and it's ridiculous like my um devotional the god girls guide for college girls was published april 2022 and i did it through ingram well i had just re-released four of my romance novels may 8th so prior to that i hadn't put up a book on amazon in several years well Mm -hmm. because um ingram didn't do their parts and drop the ball with one of the forms they have these forms you have to like sign off on and say that you agree to the terms and one of them is if you've published a book on amazon they will not publish that book in ebook on amazon Hmm. so while my book is available on you know apple books on itunes um yeah apple books and it's ibooks and it's available on like uh in libraries and it's also available um in ebook format on barnes and noble is not on amazon and that was really ingram's fault because the book was published three weeks right before my books came out on may 8th so Hmm. i had already qualified 
So I say that just to say that's another great reason for you to just kind of do your thing because they don't care. They're mm-hmm. gonna like you see they could have easily fixed that for me because it was their representative's fault, but they didn't. They've been ignoring the emails, and I said whatever. God just told me to let it go. But just mm-hmm. remember these platforms belong to them, and so you had to be like willing to go all in to other platforms because they are not going to be concerned about your coin. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so with that, I went to my last point as far as like monetizing. It kind of piggybacks off of Naila's first point, which was the vending. And mine is a little different. It's with local book clubs. And I say this because we are in a virtual world now. There mm-hmm. are a lot of unique ways for you to link up with virtual uh, with book clubs, period. A lot of book clubs have gone virtual. And so what you want to do is reach out to the president of these book clubs and ask them to help you create an event. Um, offer them a free copy of the book, whether digital or in print. Um, even go as far as to possibly maybe if they ask for it in print send them something nice like some flowers or something so that they can help you some of these book clubs have hundreds of members especially since they are virtual and Mm -hmm. so this allows for you to do a paid event and what you're going to do is you're going to create like exclusive content if you have a niche like Think of unique holidays that is tailored to that niche. Um, Like, you know, I talked about, like, if you're a therapist, you have a book, uh, Mental uh, Health Awareness Month is May. You know what I mean? So think of things like that if you have a particular niche or if you created, like, a cookbook uh, around Christmas or whatever. Think of things like that and connect with these book clubs with the president. And I'm talking... Even come up with a number. Tell them I need at least 40 people at this event, whether it's in person or virtual. And you can charge for that. You can charge people, say, if your book is 15 let's say $14.99 print paperback then you can charge people say 30 because they're getting a, a picture with you a meet and greet with you along with the book being autographed you see what I mean so it's a way for you to and most of the time if our book is $14.99 we only paying $3 for it the print uh-huh, cost uh-huh. and so you have to be unique in finding ways to like hook up with book clubs I'm telling you it'll it'll really make a difference and if you have a way to get to book clubs once a month and say you do 40 40 uh, people people at each one and you're charging 30 to 40 dollars that's a nice way for you to make money mm-hmm. and even if the um the president kind of says okay well i'll charge a nominal fee of like 50 dollars to help you do this or whatever hey that's that's fine and the reason why this is important is because i don't know if you guys know this barnes and noble and different stores are not doing in-store signings anymore even for big people like james patterson i went to try to do some here in atlanta and on their website you'll only see virtual event and this is James Patterson one of the top authors in the world and mm-hmm. I called them to see if I could do one and they were not doing it because ever since the pandemic they have not gone back to the normal way so that's really a good important thing we have to start utilizing especially you know I know everyone who's listening may not be a person of color but as Naila and I are women of color there are a lot of book clubs for women of color they're trying to help us get our messages and our right. books out and so it's important for you to be able to tap into that book club scene so right and I love that you ended on that note because it's very encouraging to know that there are resources like in your local community you don't have to let your book just sit on the shelf or sit on your desk there are ways that you can monetize it and to really um, expand your influence build your impact a mini recap become a local vendor 
You know, there are events in your community. There are events, maybe even at your school, if you're a college student, if you are an alum or an alumna, any type of alumni association, they may be willing to have you come back to an event and vend there. So there's opportunity for you if you're in that space. Um, Also, if you want to speak, use your book to create like a speaking opportunity by having that same framework in your book be the framework in your signature talk. So when you're pitching to these organizations and companies or colleges or what have you, let them know that, hey, I have a topic to speak about. And what makes it so special is because it's the same topic that is in my book. And you can also have access to my books too. You know what I mean? So when you're when you're pitching yourself to speak, quick hack here, uh, make sure you mention your books because there can be another budget for your books as well as your speaking fee or on top of your speaking fee. So you know, include your books into that pitch. And then lastly, for me, um, publish your book on multiple platforms. Really, really have diversity in your publishing process because you can't put all of your eggs in one basket. I have done it. It does not serve you well. Um, If you have a website, which I trust that you do as a writer, I would definitely have my book as a PDF um, formatted manuscript on my website. And I would also use other services like Maya said, Gumroad is also a great service. I use that actually for Bookfluent. So I do like Gumroad and you can also have it on Amazon and other publishing platforms. But the key here is to just publish it on multiple platforms. And Maya, I know that you wanted to recap as well. Yeah, just a quick recap for mine. It was creating additional content and selling it. So whether it be worksheets on Etsy um, and you can create really dope worksheets on Canva. It does not have to be cheesy Uh, and workbooks as well. Workbooks can be 15, 20 pages. It doesn't have to be super deep. Um, And also audio teachings to make sure you are extrapolating Mm -hmm. key points. Even for my uh, fiction people out there, you can definitely still do this. Also for the speaking, because we both had um, speaking as our point uh, just remember to create a sell sheet which is your one sheeter and submit it to people or companies that target your audience that's really key yes. as well mm-hmm. um, and then lastly for number three find local book clubs these virtual book clubs they're looking for people they're hungry for people and ask them to help you create a paid event make sure you're presenting yourself well send them a media kit do the same treat these book clubs like you would a Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. don't treat them differently bring your A game because you never know what it'll lead to Yes. So we hope that these tips really inspire you to know that you can make money from your words. You can absolutely do that. And we hope that um, that you do. And if you have any questions about how to do so with regards to our coaching programs, then feel free to reach us um, with the websites that we we gave earlier and also on our social media page. So I am in harv.com on social media. That's across all platforms. And I am writer Maya, writer Maya on all platforms, including TikTok. Follow me there. Hey, you know what? I'm really enjoying TikTok these days. So go ahead and follow me there. (laughs) It is. It's dope. It is. Um, And if you would like to just learn more about the episodes that are coming up and really be a part of the Writing Bar community, community, then follow us there. The Writing Bar podcast on Instagram and the writing bar on Twitter and you know we are in these social media streets so make sure that you are a part of the tribe yes Maya we'll check you guys out next week and make sure you're giving us feedback drop stuff in the comments we are here we want to hear it even if you didn't like something we can take it um it doesn't mean we're going to do much with it but we can take it. i'm just i'm just teasing we love feedback it makes us better but we love you guys we appreciate you and we'll catch you next episode all righty